If you have the social intelligence of a gnat, you need to keep listening, especially if you don't know what social intelligence means. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So I'll see you on the flip. So what if you're socially intelligently challenged? It can be fixed. Trust me, it can be fixed. All right, so go back. My first day of freshman residential orientation at my university. I am eager to join in, but scared as all get out. My grandparents, who were able to take me to uh, my university, had driven me down, and I sat in the back of their car, smushed between all of the crap that I was going to bring to decorate, inhabit, and survive in my first semester as a freshman at my university. And my grandmother looked out the window. And she looked at the back of me and I guess she saw it on my face. She saw the pure terror. Now, I'm not going to make it seem like I was a total uh, wallflower with no social skills. No, that was not the case at all. Remember, I had been living life under the tutelage of my grandparents and my mom. And so I was above average when it came to social interaction. So much so that all my grandmother had to do was whip out one of her her uh, formidable parables and give it to me, and I was good to go. And this is what she said to me, as she had said so many times growing up. Michelle, remember. She didn't say Michelle, remember. She said, baby. That's how she said. She said, yeah, let me, let me give it to y'all the way as best I can, my grandmother. She was like, baby, I want you to remember that people are like the ocean. Your trash, now you see that, that's going to rise to the surface first. So be aware. Those folks rushing up to you real fast, looking to friend you and be fast friends with you, that's trash because they can't get nobody else of quality. So they're trying to latch on. You like the fresh new bread that's coming in. She said, but you got to remember, it's those folks that take their time and sit back and they, they observe you those are your treasure so they're like the sunken treasure of the ocean and so what you have to do is you've got to push past the trash and go treasure hunting and in that quick parable scenario I got it I was like you are right and we got out the car and we started unloading and I checked in and my grandmother uh went upstairs with me my grandfather he parked a place in the corner and one of the sofas down in the lobby because he was not for all of that (laughs) so my grandmother and I got me moved in and sure enough as it wasn't even before they had left we already had um girls peeking into the to the my dorm room and introducing themselves and uh trying to get me to uh consider joining this and that um organization and all of this and my grandmother would just cut me an eye like remember what mama said <laughs> you know and I, I I look back on that with pleasure and laughter and all of all of the things that always bring me the warm and fuzzies when I think about my grandmother 
But the biggest thing, if I could tell her today, I'd say, Mommy, thank you so much for helping me because I didn't realize I was developing what Dr. Daniel Goldman would go on to deem as social intelligence. Now, social intelligence is your ability to interact with people in relationships and in social environments. That's simply what social intelligence is. But one of the things that I am noticing in today's environment is that the deck is stacked against us. And that is because we no longer do the majority of our social interaction in person. We do it digitally. So I'm going to tell you, you need to be aware because social intelligence is taking names and destroying lives out here in these streets, people. You best believe it. And one of the fastest ways to wreck your life is to be socially ignorant. Yes, there are two different SIs. You have social intelligence and you have social ignorance. And now people are not understanding why they're getting vilified and shamed on the Internet. And a lot of times it is because you're so myopic, so narrowly focused on just being able to see stuff your way. And I don't want to say your I'm going to own it, too. I'm having to stretch and grow. We no longer live in a neighborhood. We live in a global society. And for one, you best believe that people are checking for you because (laughs) last time I checked, there are no fences, no boundaries, and certainly uh, no entry points when you put something on the Internet. Anybody anywhere can interact with what you say. Well, unless their government says you can. But that's another story. Okay, so they can interact with you any kind of way they want to. And it's based on the stuff that you put out. Too many times I'm seeing people that I think it's their job to know better, especially if they are saying I'm going to be in the public eye as a person of fame, celebrity or notability that they owe it to themselves to employ a team of diversified people that are going to help them to be able to do this. Now, I'm not going to say it's never going to happen. I'm not that type of person and I don't want my words to come back and make me eat crap. So I'm going to say, I'm going to mend that and say that in today's society, those, those skills, they have to be there. And if you don't have them, you need to outsource it and hire someone who does have them. Because that's a lot of what's behind all of these misconstrued, um, overtures that's being made in our society now of course that and there are some hypersensitivities that are running amok unchecked but you still have to kind of sort of be aware that you don't live in a homogenous society everybody is not the same and because of that I believe that the bandwidth by which you can just say something flippantly or opinion oriented at this particular time is greatly shortened because across the board, people just don't know how to have social intelligence when it comes to online interaction. Let's let's break this down a little bit. So when you interact with someone in person, um, studies show that 92% or at least 90% of conversation and meaning is conveyed through body, through the body, the gestures, the stance, and those types of things. So when you take that away, there lies uh, in a naturally inbuilt increase in the probability of something being taken um, 
it mis it, with in miscontext, you know. And I'm no, I'm not saying that right. I meant to say it a different way. Let me try that again. Uh, lost in translation. That's what I want to say. So there, your probability that things are lost in translation greatly increases. And then if you add into that a definitive statement about some situation where you have just reacted to it and you give a soundbite, that soundbite could quickly turn around and wreck your life, your career, and the lives of your family. How many times recently have you been online and seen someone put something on, I call it the, the, the lifestyle killer, Twitter, and somebody has tweeted something out. And even though they tried to delete it, the internet is forever unforgiving and someone has screen grabbed it and they are having a field day with it i'm telling you it is the death nail because social intelligence requires a finesse and it requires um a a blooming of understanding that i don't think we have enough time to to properly do if we're going to stay relevant to interact with each other so in another episode, I talked about my grandmother. I love that woman. <laughs> and I talked about how she taught me how to learn how to learn. And one of the tenets that she gave us when we were growing up is she was like, consider the backstory and don't be so prejudiced about how you think about something. What she was really saying was take time to learn about something before you dive head in, head first. Um, same thing with this antidote that I just gave you about um people being the ocean and trash versus treasure if she had to remind me that if I would want to be deemed as good friend material I had to make like a treasure as well I had to take my time to get in the sunken you know uh part of the ocean I won't say sunken place I don't want to be in the sunken place (laughs) y'all but I I needed to go deep is what I'm saying and I needed to take my time so that I could observe and see those people that uh, had more of the qualities, the morality and ethics that I did. Instead of just saying, hi, I'm Michelle and I'll take any and all friends (laughs) because that's not how you become socially intelligent. All right. One of the... um, things that I had to grapple with when I was learning uh, about social intelligence and and moving past my grandmother's uh, uh, understanding of not her teaching I should say her teaching of uh, how to get along with people was that to be socially intelligent it also took being socially aware Um, There are a lot of buzzwords happening these days, uh, cultural spying, cultural appropriation, and we can get into some of those in other podcasts. But as a person like myself and you, who does most of my interaction online, I'm having to become more aware of moving outside of not just uh, my black culture, not just American white culture, because, you know, I'm, I'm trilingual. I have to speak uh, black, uh, white American and a whole bunch of other stuff <laughs> uh, when I interact with people because it matters. Trust me, it matters. Uh, I digress. Let me get back on this. But I'm having to to move across those and be more aware of what's going on globally. One of the things that I was accosted with was the fact that I was socially intelligent in a lot of regards because I was lax on understand, understanding uh, world geography. Just understanding where things are in relation to others. Because 
that matters when you are uh, trying to interact with someone who is on the other side of the world. Not only uh, geographic, um, my lack of geographic understanding, uh, orientation of uh, peoples and their cultures. And the thing is, is one of the, I'm gonna say this. One of the things that I, I had to learn the hard way was that Wikipedia cannot tell you everything. It just really can't. You have to get in the mix, and you have to actually be willing to talk to people. Um, I have found that. YouTube has really helped me as a source for having a better grasp on what I need to do to become more socially intelligent with those people that I interact with. And that's because I look for people who are putting out content from those social areas. I might not understand the language a lot of times, but you know, I I can learn a lot. Like case in point, I love watching street food, street food videos uh, from uh, places around the world. A lot of times they're not talking, but you learn a lot about a culture by how they approach making their nourishment and their sustenance food. Um, I I can see the the different influences in culture um, in the street food videos from Asian countries as opposed to uh, Latin countries as opposed to uh, urban centers around the world. Yeah, they're all different. I mean, it's just amazing some of the stuff that you can glean uh, socially about a people. And then there are some people that are putting out wonderful content about what it's like to travel abroad and be the foreigner in those places because they're being real and helping us to understand what it looks like to be a Westerner in non-Western cultures. How uh, you have to learn and, uh, and and assimilate to to be able to integrate and get in there. And so, I'm, like I said, I'm learning a lot. And I hate to say it, but social intelligence is not just about understanding what to do in Western culture or even just in um, the North American continent. That's not what social intelligence requires these days. And if you think that you're going to continue to get in trouble (laughs) with stuff. You know, everybody is talking about how everyone is overly sensitive. And it's not that people are overly sensitive. It's just the requirements for social interaction have um, recalibrated. And now people from other cultures require that you take a little bit of time to learn how they approach things. I'm going to tell you one thing. When I started uh, delving into um, the culture around money, around the globe and when I got to uh, Germany and how I look at how different they are from the American idea of uh, money and credit it was amazing so much so and I've mentioned this book before so much so that I went and got this book called Debt uh, a 5,000 year history uh, by David Graeber and that's not the exact name if you look up Debt and I think and I know in the show notes um uh, from a previous podcast, I, I did list the book in the link. Um, but David Graeber uh, did a book uh, looking at debt for 5,000 years. And he, he talked about, and, and this is what I really liked about it. He didn't talk about just debt from a Western society. He talked about what it looked like in different societies, African societies, um, Italy and other, other different places. And it was very eye-opening because of how different the orientation was like there was one instance where he talks about um 
how missionaries had gone to um, an African country, and this was way back when, and they helped heal a villager. And when the villager got up on his feet, he came to them and he asked them for a gift uh, while when they were prepared to leave. And when they were like, what a gift, we're not giving you a gift we gave you the gift of life we healed you or whatever he was like you know what i can't believe you and so then he was like well well aren't you going to give me clothes and things and they were like no you should be grateful that we gave you something and <laughs> so he's giving this um and i know i'm probably murdering it but he's giving this uh example of how different cultures approach something so social and that was the interaction of goods and services or value and in that culture and like um, like many cultures that he pointed out uh there is no debt for saving someone's life that debt transfers to you if you intercede and help someone that means that now you have become their patron their patron you are responsible for taking care of them in in a lot of ways to help increase the or, or in better their life and so it took time for the missionaries to understand this and that this was not something they were going to change because this wasn't their culture and it was very eye-opening to me uh on the uh other side of uh social intelligence i am I would be sorely pressed if I didn't tell you that not only do you have to learn other cultures, but you have to learn complexities of um, gender relations and a lot of stuff. And I, I really believe that social intelligence is becoming the new coding, that if people learn social intelligence, it will be just as profitable as if you are becoming uh, learning how to code. So much so. I watched the show and it was talking about automation and how the coming uh, replacement of um, people with automation, how you could, uh, you know, automate proof yourself. And this is what um, it said to have skills for the future. Now, listen to this. Uh, and I think this is from John Oliver's show on HBO, but it says to have school skills for the future, you need a series of non-routine tasks that, get this, require social intelligence, complex critical thinking, and creative problem solving. You notice social intelligence comes before the creative thinking and the creative problem solving. And that is because it has become the premier intelligence you need to know. It's not enough to have book smarts. It's not enough to be academically smart. You now have to be socially smart. So much so that if you don't want to have what you do for a living automated away, you need to be able to be that person that does non-routine tasks that require social intelligence. That's a fancy way of saying that you need to know how to make uh, nice with people with various people in various ways you have to expand your bandwidth of how you interact with people lest you go around offending everyone it's already happening on social media every second of every day someone is peeving the masses because they are socially ignorant but the sad part is that they don't know they're socially ignorant and they have the audacity and the gall to think that because you 
are not willing to debase yourself to, to try to figure out how I think that it's something wrong with you. And that could be that that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, you can kind of like tell when someone is socially ignorant, they'll say things in their apology like, oh, if I said anything to offend someone, that was not my intention. And I'm like, no, how about this? I am learning and growing and I have found that my words have offended. So my charge to myself is to grow and expand and increase my intelligence when it comes to my fellow citizens of the world. Isn't that a little bit better to show that you're willing to learn your ABCs and 123s of how to socially interact with someone? Back when I was in school as that doe-eyed freshman new to everything just within my own culture of going to a historically black university I had to learn social intelligence of different young women of color coming from around the world and it was eye-opening we had uh, students coming in from Africa we had Asian students because the university where I went had a world-renowned medical uh, pre-med program as well as a pharmacy program and so they were able to pull a lot of people in the sciences the stem cells and that kind of thing and I was forced baptism by fire to have to move past understanding just the culture of Southern Blackness. I had to learn Taiwanese interaction because I had friends from Taiwan, um, African interaction, friends from Lagos, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, and even a few South Africans. And it was totally different. That's when I like simply even learning that Africa is not a country. It's a continent, Michelle. There are many countries <laughs> within Africa. And I almost cringe sometimes now when I still see people in America making simple missteps like that that show our social intelligence laziness. That a lot of times we think the world revolves around us when it doesn't. The world is moving on without us if we don't become more socially intelligent. So now let me pull back a little bit from this and... Um, give you some some insights that that I see so now because of the awareness that we have to become socially intelligent and that it is the new programmers role for people who don't want or can't uh, become coders and programmers this is something that is very needful because in today's society if you want to be able to um, make a name for yourself, have notability, not notoriety, notability, and those types of things, you have to be able to always be doing self-assessment. And social intelligence encompasses emotional intelligence. Dr. Daniel Goleman also wrote a precursor to social intelligence called emotional intelligence or EI. And that is how to properly assess someone's emotional intelligence so that you can mirror or entrain yourself to them where you have an emotional connection. If you want to see people who are really good at emotional intelligence, watch actors in their craft. That's what they get paid for. They don't get paid for pretending. They get paid for emotionally connecting with you. And so that's one of the things that you definitely want to take advantage of. And then the next thing is, is when you are looking at how to go about becoming socially intelligent, find those areas where you can see people. I like to, I like to say people in the wild. 
like I said, the best and biggest uh, resource I can tell you right now at this particular time is YouTube, where you go on and you find people doing social things, vlogging and uh, and this. If if you don't know where to start, start with the travel vloggers, people that travel for a living and take you along with them and see how they go to these different countries. And you'll notice that the really good vloggers who've been doing this for a while, they no longer take you to the tourist areas. They take you to the areas where people live and matriculate and they show you how they are learning to engraft themselves into their culture instead of just staying on the tourist side. There's this famous saying I heard and I want to give proper attribution but I cannot remember it but it goes like this uh, instead of being a tourist become a traveler and that's so profound and I think that's another tip into quickly learning how to become socially intelligent see a tourist they want to be catered to in a foreign land but a traveler learns how to integrate and become hospitable as they go about their way in a foreign land all right so we have really got a lot of work to do you guys and that's why I wanted to tell you this stuff today because I see it all over the place people are losing their um their legacy they're losing uh their their ability to to work because they refuse to be socially intelligent they refuse to learn that you need to know how to do stuff different ways. Uh, I believe it was Einstein that said the true mark of intelligence is to be able to hold contrary ideas at the same time. Contrary ideas are just different points of view from people about similar things. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing a podcast on polarity uh, because that's one that always intrigues me and it's one that is unavoidable. (laughs) But to call it out, means that you can start to conquer your understanding or not understanding but uh, your unconscious bias towards one way or another and, and what it means and that is another thing that I could say a lot about that gets people into problems when they're talking about social intelligence and that is their polarizing thoughts that are so um, inflexible so rigid that they can't um, grow themselves to see outside of their way and the, and then how they attach morality to their polarized thinking um, it's just uh, something that I think is going to come to bite us in the tush if we don't if we don't watch it you know so there's a lot that I could go on and say about this but guess what my time is almost up and I I really want to thank you for yours I I just want to pause to say I appreciate uh, that my little thoughts here and doing this podcast the way I I felt I wanted to do it and that was to come to you with daily anecdotes and and, and, uh, lessons and things that I'm learning and being able to share with you has been an amazing thing you know I thought that because I don't regularly have guests guests on that nobody would care but you, you care, you're listening. And I really appreciate that. So I also want to hear from you because I am really enjoying those people who know me enough to be able to send me a private message to tell me I'm really enjoying your podcast. But it kind of helps me to know that I'm reaching other people too. And so if you would be so kind, 
drop me a note. Let me know you're out there. Let me know if this is scratching your itch, if there are other itches that you want to scratch through discussion. And I will be awesomely blessed and appreciative and considerate to um, take on those that I, I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to either talk about or explore with you. So this has been such a great time to talk about social intelligence. And um, I want you to consider this. If you don't know what your social intelligence quotient is, I want you to start by doing simple things. And that is to go and not only learn opposing sides of an argument, I want you to go and learn cultural understandings of an argument. For instance, what do different cultures think about money? What do different cultures think about politics? What do different cultures think about civic duty? Uh, What does it mean for a person to say um, uh, a patriot in a a non-American culture? What does it mean for someone to... um, have a belief in colors for you know one of the biggest things that people don't realize is that colors send messages colors are symbolic what does it mean when you wear primary colors of white black red blue yellow green what does that mean are you insulting someone <laughs> you know taking just a little bit off of a beaten path to go and consider what other peoples in other lands consider and expanding your knowledge of what that means is a step in the right direction to becoming socially intelligent. So my time is up and I thank you for yours. Please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing. And if you like this, also consider uh, supporting it by using our um, our link to Amazon for michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ or Z <laughs> to my people across the pond. And thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And I'll guess, guess what? I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.